And all the saints said, amen. Thank you, Dave. And Kevin, as always, accompanying and being right there. There are those who just kind of work in the background. And uh, as we um, come this morning, in Sunday school as well as this morning, um, I'm going to work on um, working on concepts because uh, this morning we were, we were talking about um, about the whole idea of um, uh, faith and, and law, and why was law given it? to Abraham and why not earlier, et cetera, et cetera, and go on and on. Uh, we, we move now to another area, um, another area that we need to talk about. Uh, area because it is Mother's Day, we need to do some foundational things and talking because um, we, look at, we look at scripture and, and we, we know the stories, but I don't know whether we put the blocks into place. This, this Sunday would not permit me to put everything in place, but at least I'll put some major blocks in place concerning women and for mothers because it's designed for mothers. Um, let's bow in prayer. Father, leading God us in our time together. Thank you for the saints of God. And as we go through this time, help us to um, appreciate all that you have done to women. They have been devalued. Um, out of all of the changes going on, Lord, the main change is to change a woman, her personage, her womanhood, because in doing that, they affect generations. People are not getting it. And so, Lord, help us to, to see how important being a woman and being a mother it's a very prestigious place. And so, Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, and all the saints said, amen. Well, you see uh, in your bulletins, it says, says one thing, the analogy of a mother. And I turned back around and said, it's mother's design to be a blessing. And I, I thought that that would be uh, another way of putting it. We're not going to take mother apart. We want to just uh, <laughs> take some snapshot. Okay, so we don't want to put it on the table to uh, you know, uh, do it like a frog or something here. Okay. Uh, so we, we go here and we, we look at scripture and we'll start off with something that's very familiar. And I really appreciate Brandon, the preacher, uh, who uh, came last Sunday. That got me, really got me uh, thinking along that line uh, about Mary and this and some things that I want to uh, matter of fact, I'm going to come back to, to some of the basics of his message on the last, my last point because I want to extend something that I probably, probably have never seen from a mother perspective. But we'll get there. The whole idea now is that it says, we'll start off with, and Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. I use that as a, a jumping board there, but it's not necessarily... It's, on, it's part of the a full uh, scenario as we go through this thing. So let's go with the, the working definition. Mother's design to be a blessing is a predetermined course of action to produce 
results that will have an eternal manifestation to the glory of God. When a mother produces a child, that child's determination it has eternal significance, and the bottom line is God will get the glory. Every time a child is aborted, it's aborting the eternity and all that God would have gotten from that child. Oh, you got both camps on what the abortion is, et cetera, et cetera, and all the cases. I'm telling you one thing. When it comes down to the Lord, children are heritage. They are a blessing. And the thing about it is, in the process, it might not be a blessing. <laughs> but the outcome, you haven't seen all of it yet. Some of you are still in the process, and you say, Lord, let this pass from me. You go in the washroom and close the door when they were young and say, Mama, 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 Mama. They're like, I don't care where you go. It seems like there's no way you can hide, you know. Uh, it's, just, it's just there. But it's all part of the process. You have not seen the product. You have not seen the bottom line of what God's going to do. The D.L. Moody's and all of the great people that have come as a result. And so as we go through, we as a nation have introduced the concept of the national recognition of motherhood, even in, uh, even in, then the, midst of, uh, in the midst of a nation of war, yet years later, the concept and variations have drifted from biblical foundation that God, our Father, established. Now, let me say this, and we'll, we'll go on. And that is that when we... Um, the Mother's Day came along uh, when this World War, war um, II was, was going on. And what happened was this, is that while this war was going on, they decided, one person decided to get this Mother's Day thing going and it became a national thing. Not a worldwide thing, but here in America. And, um, and mothers, see, and when, when America recognized mothers, America also recognized the foundation of a family. Uh, do you hear what I'm saying? So to say Happy Mother's Day, when a woman has a child outside of marriage, not, God is not saying Happy Mother's Day to that individual. You, oh, your body was produced, but not in my will. You operated out of the flesh. But the general concept is when you are a mother in the will of God, then everything that God have lined up from here throughout eternity start clicking. And at the end of it is all the time is his blessing and his power and everything else. And the end of it is that he's glorified. When you have a child out of wedlock and all these other things that are going on in, in life, when you decide to have a child out of wedlock, you operate it in the flesh. Everything now, God, he still loves you, but you have messed up a lot of things. He still, the grace does much more abound, but God, that's not how he wants the family. That's not how he wants the family. Now, here's what happened now. Lord to a cause without the clarity. You see me said this before. Loyalty to a cause without the clarity of purpose guarantees chaos and confusion. So let's see what happens now as they mess, mess with the family. The agenda in our godless society has deliberately rejected God's principles and established a structure that is self-serving. The, the evaluation of, a wom of womanhood. Of womanhood. 
the redefining of birth and when life begins. Uh, some said, no, it's not an embryo. It had to be so many. See, no, oh, life doesn't start there. See, we, used, we know that life starts, matter of fact, uh, life goes way before that time, but no, now, because people are operating in the flesh, they want to do their own agenda, since they rejected God, now they start determining when life becomes uh, an entity, and then they can say what is wrong or right to take a life, as if we have a right to do that. And then, get this now, after they take a life, do you think they bury the bodies? They have actual photos of what they do, train loads of what they do with the placentas and everything else. What they do with the placentas is that nice smelling perfume that you smell, that comes from the placentas that they use for, from the babies. Don't believe it? Look it up. Four, the, re the restructuring of the family unit and its values. The rejection of gender structure and leadership in the home. It used to be that when you looked at television, you know who was the father and you knew who was the mother. Now you're looking at the other. And now they have the other shows. And I don't know what's, what's going on here, you see. Um, and so it's, it's so complex. And they're careful not to use God in the concept because you see it's operating outside of the realm of God. How do we know our nation is crumbling? Because they have denied, neglected, and put down the importance of a God-ordained motherhood. And because of that, and you know what the thing is? When individuals and when the church is silent on this, we have serious problems on our hands. The revision and declaration of misguided religious values, they now change, they change as far as religion is concerned, as far as the church is concerned. They're telling the church to shut up and all of the others can take place. If you're a Muslim, if you're this or that, you can do all of that, but don't say Jesus. Because the moment that Jesus steps into the picture, he's going to straighten the family out. He's going to straighten everything out. And then when, when Jesus gets into the picture, it's already written in the scriptures, husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church. He describes the, the, the woman. He describes the men. Give them their, their uh, responsibilities. See, thought, it is very important that we see the biblical pattern that has been formed that will forever seal God's relationship with man. We, and so we wanted to do uh, a couple of things here, and that is uh, three things we want to establish this morning. Um, phase one, procreation and development. He used the woman for procreation and development. Now, oh, ladies, listen carefully. You're more than... We're more than the oven, okay? <laughs> I didn't, didn't want to. I didn't want to make that make that clear there. But the one aspect of it is because the Bible says that you are a helpmeet, you have come alongside, and that's why. But that's why when God pulled you out of the side, not the foot, you know, you came out of the side, one of the ribs, 
okay? When you see the anatomy uh, of, of a man, and they're trying to uh, associate us with the uh, primal uh, beast like the um, uh, ape or whatever the case may be, but they have all their ribs. See, but you always find the missing rib. Now, please explain, paleontologists, tell me about the missing rib. Where did it go? I don't know. Okay, I know you don't know. Because God took that rib and he formed something that was special. And he formed, the first thing was a pre procreation. And let me just kind of give you the three shots here so you know where I'm going. First one is, the first thing he wanted to produce man. Okay, but man messed up with sin. Okay, the next thing was he wanted to, he need now to, because his relationship with man, the next thing he wanted to do was produce a nation. So he used another woman, okay. Then the next thing he wanted to produce was a messiah, okay. So these, these are, the first one is let's produce, now the first thing I want to do is produce man. And so she was produced uh, innocent, of course. And, uh, but I want you to notice something. Um, and God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds and the livestock according to their kinds and everything that creeps on the earth uh, on the ground according to what? Its kind, okay. Uh, and God saw it was good. Now watch this. Check this out. And God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them, see that them, have dominion. Didn't say him, them, both of them. Over the fish of the sea. Does, does that put you down, ladies? No, you're right there, you know, right? Uh, equal in position, different in function, okay? Now keep that out. Every time you see them, equal in position, different in function. So it says, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, uh, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. Of uh, God, he created him, male and female, he created who? Oh, he, he there, that's them again, boy, underlined it, okay? Well, this still gives you your, your sense of worth, don't you ever forget that. The 128, it says what? God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over everything that moves on the earth. He said it to who? Them, not him. Now, see, what do you do now when you got whoever they are standing at the altar? Okay. How are they going to be fruitful and multiply? How are they going to replenish the earth? But God has a design. And whatever God does... It is forever. Nothing can be taken away from it, and nothing can be added to it. And God says, here's how it's going to be set up. And God says, here's my relationship that I'm going to set up with man. Satan understood that. Satan understood exactly that. You see? And God has established the unchangeable foundation of the family, male and female. Okay? I know I'm talking to the choir, but I want this to reinforce it. The woman Eve was created and used for the production of the human race, even for these characteristics. Ladies, check it out just for, for your, your information. Number one, created in the image of God. Now, each time I put up one, I want you to say, I am. Ready? What's the first one? Created in the image of God. Number two, I am. I am blessed by God. Number three, produce an offspring bearing. Uh, in the image of God, okay? Four, 
I am subdue and, and conquer. Hey, uh, five, dominion to rule over all the gods. I see. And so when I say uh, all the gods are uh, uh, earth and what have you, that's the whole idea. So the, my, I was trying to make sure that I emphasize this. Create, bless, designate to produce, subdue, dominion. That's what you have. That has never changed. It never will change. And guess what? Society tried to put it down. God did not put man over woman to put her down. Gentlemen, just for your information, she's equal in position, but she's different in function. So as long as we understand that, understand her role, let her do her role, and God will be, she will be a blessing to you because she is designed to be a blessing. But sin came in, and what the results of sin is that when Satan came in, that's when God had to put plan two into place. Because, see, God has set up the perfect order, and they walked in innocence. They didn't have to worry about clothes and all these other things. I mean, they walked in, and God, and they, this plan that God was going to have was to glorify by him, and yet Satan entered into the scene. Only one problem. When Satan entered into the scene, here's what didn't happen. The Lord said to have dominion, right, and power. He should have told the snake, get out of here, right? It was going against the word of God, get out of here. But who's supposed to tell him, the woman or the man? The man. Well, you know the story from here on in. Sin started in the Garden of Eden. And it's, it, it, uh, the DNA, every child now, understand now, every child that's born has a sin nature. He does not, he's not born differently. You look one thing and then born another. You are one, if you're born of a female, you're going to come out a female and you live a female. Well, my thinking, well, praise the Lord. We understand your thinking. He can even change your mind. Just take it to the Lord. Say, well, Donald, you've been oversimplistic and all these other things. But, oh, mm -hmm. Okay, we're going. Warning, God's plans are, are designed from an eternal perspective. Any deviation from this spiritual foundation is a direct neglect, rejection, even defiance to his holy standards. The first picture is you were produced to do God and carry out his plan. He hasn't changed that because of the world. Let these folks act crazy and look crazy and everything else, talk crazy. He, he hasn't changed it for you. Why should he change because of society? He knew they were act crazy and talk crazy anyway, right? But he just, but did he reach, did he redefine who the woman is? Then don't let folks redefine who you are. Well, I don't want to marry you because, well, then, hey, that's your problem. You don't know who I am. Let me list some things about you, about, about who I am because of who God has made me. You better recognize. <laughs> and one thing, I'm a gift, not a burden. Okay? Well, okay. I'm, I'm talking from a biblical perspective now. I can prove it. The production of a nation. We move now to, to this next snapshot. Production of a nation and land. God created and designated the person who will significantly 
impact the direction and dynamics of Adam's, uh, Abraham's household. Now, before we go to that, that phase, let me make this clear in the first snapshot. Eve, although she was the designated woman, the designated mother, and everything else, she was a mother who not only gave birth to a child, but because of sin, her first pains, her, the next uh, list of pains that she underwent, her sons, the murder that she recognized and had to go through, all of the pains that she endured, all of the being kicked out of the garden, all of the, uh, the, the curses and things that she had to undergo. She had her words with, 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 um, with, the, with Satan, and then she had, a, 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 then from that point on, guess what? She's silent. Silent. This, say the serpent beguiled me, yeah, okay, but from that point on, you don't hear her anymore. But she's still going through all of these things as a woman. It's amazing what women go through quietly, the quiet strength that God has enabled you to have. Okay. Your not complaining about everything does not make you a coward or weak. God has given you not only saving grace, but sustaining grace. And I praise God for it. Happy Mother's Day. But then we move to phase two, the production of a nation and land. God, God created and designated the person who will significantly impact the direction and dynamics of the, uh, of the Abraham's, uh, of Abraham's household. The woman Sarah was positioned to produce a nation and produce the promised Messiah to restore God's relationship with man. And that's why, that's why the law, and we were talking about it in Sunday school, the law came in at that point, not with Adam and Eve, not with all the other, but at the point of the law, when God rose a people up, he had to have some direction for this nation. Everybody with me? And so to have direction of this nation, he had to make sure that everybody was on the same page. So he gave them not a whole, although there was three, 665 ordinances, he gave the, the uh, Ten Commandments. And when he gave the Ten Commandments, he was saying, here are the things. And when the Lord gave the Ten Commandments for the first time, men saw this God hate this. You're going to be judged by this. And so when the law pointed it out, men thought that the law would save them, that the law will provide, but the, the law only said, you got it. The law only said, oh, you got a spot on your face. The law said, oh, look at that, you in trouble. But it was nothing that, that would provide. And so you had all of these ordinances that would cover the sin, but there was no one to wash away the sin. Not in phase two, God was still raising a nation. And through that nation and all the things that were taking place, and so you had Sarah. You had Sarah, and with Sarah, the choice. And Abraham went quickly into the tent and uh, to Sarah and said, "Quick, the, these are uh, uh, fine flowers and, and knead it, it, and cakes and make cakes." He says, "They said to him, Where's Sarah, your wife?'" And he said, uh, "She's in the tent." The Lord said, "I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your, your wife, shall have a son." And Sarah was lift, listening at the tent door. Oh, Sarah, behind the door, behind. And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, 
shall I indeed bear a child now that I'm, I'm old? Because she heard it. See, she heard it. She heard it 25 years ago. When Abraham was 75 years old, the Lord promised. She'd been waiting 25 years and there was no child. And now the Lord comes along and says, past the time that she supposed to bear children, you're going to have a child. She started laughing. Okay. And, and, and uh, Sarah denied and said, I did not laugh. That woman lied. Come on now, Sarah. And she was afraid and said, no. But you did laugh. I know you laughed. The confirmation. And Sarah said, God have made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh over me. I kind of I jumped over from challenge to confirmation because what happened is that in her doubt, God does not change God's faithfulness. Oh, God knows your weaknesses, but he'll never cast away you as a person. Don't you understand that? God still has a plan for, I don't care what you have done, God still has a plan for your life. I don't care what the stages of life is. I don't, know, I don't care how long you have waited. And I don't know how frustrated you have been. But God says, I, I know it's 25 years for Sarah. She's past childbearing. She's, quote, old. And now this angel says she's going to bear a child. She, you must be. Check me out. You must be kidding. And then God said, you laughed. You laughed. See, Abraham laughed and God didn't say anything. He laughed out of joy. She laughed out of doubt. And he said, and he, he made it very clear, you're going to have that child. So here's the confirmation. Now she has the child. We jump ahead in, in the chapter 21, verse 6. Sarah has it, and, and God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh over me. And she said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Now, you know she didn't say in my old age. <laughs> Bless her heart. But, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, well, we always protect the meat, don't we? But uh, you know, sister girl, even back in that time, they, they, won't, they won't tell their age. But, uh, you know, but in his old age, he didn't even have a child. Well, that's okay. The child is born. We're going with life. But the whole idea is this, is that she had, she had her son, Isaac, and his name, Isaac, and Isaac means laughter. Laughter. Now, one thing before we go to phase three and wrap it up. One thing about laughter was there was a point that even she was tested. That child they waited for all that time. Then, then we find that Isaac becomes around 21 years old. And then leaving her out of the conversation, God says to Abraham to take your son, your only son, and offer him up as a sacrifice. All of it was put on the, on the line. And uh, here she raised the child, nursed the child. She's, she's God, grateful to God. And now Abraham going to take him on the mountain, take a knife and cut his throat. Abraham, are you crazy? He's a blessing. But listen to just, I don't care what the storm is, just keep your eyes on God. The song, hold to his unchanging hands. If God said it, hold on to what he said. 
It may look impossible. It seems like there's no end to it. God says, hold on. Don't let go. So with Sarah, in the wake of this, Isaac represented the nation that would come forth, that would produce the Messiah. She would create the environment, the, the lineage, and all the things that was necessary. You see, everything that God does, he, he backs it up. It's documented. It's not on he said, she said. It's documented. It's right down there. Phase three. You've been, you've been hanging in there. Thank you. Mary was chosen to produce the only method that would pro provide the Savior of the world for our total redemption and ratification of sin. Here he is. The approach. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from uh, God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And she came, he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. Boy, if you're going to run into an angel, it would be good to hear them say, No, hey, greetings, you favored one. You know, God is with you. Don't you know you're loved by God? So the angel showed him, said, you, you know you're a mess. <laughs> I got a message for you, you know. <laughs> but you know what? The reason that the angel showed up before her, her life was conducive for an angel to show up and say. And the others say, Hail Mary, full of grace. Blessed art thou among women. Her life, how she lived. She was this woman that was going to produce the Messiah. All of those years, we find that Eve produced the man for the nation. And then, then we have Sarah producing a nation for the Savior. And now here we find Mary producing the Savior, not only over a nation, but the world. And each time God is saying, I want holiness. And he finds a young virgin betrothed in a difficult situation. The announcement, but she was greatly troubled to saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Wow, what a, what a blessing. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall be called and he shall be called Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord will give to him the throne of his father, David. What a privilege. The agenda. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how would this be since I'm a virgin? That's a good question. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit. If God said it, he's going to make it so. When God says something, he's going to make it so in your life. And the Holy Spirit will come unto you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child will be born, will be called Holy, the Son of God. 
She was producing what Israel had been looking for all these years. And behold, your relative Elizabeth is in old age, have also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold. She said, look at this. I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. I don't understand what's going to go on. I don't know how this really is going to happen. This has never been happening in history. Where God comes and then that, that God becomes a God child through a human being. I don't understand all of the process. But you know what? I'm available. You know what God just wants with you? Your availability. I'm available to be all, Lord, that you want me to be. And so, as we look at this, acceptance. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And so, when we go to that, consider this. Well, consider this. Um, what I want to bring up in my... Uh, uh, Last thing is this. I don't have it to put it down, uh, put down on the board here. So work with me as I draw this to a close. Mary bared in pain as a mother the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus died in pain. And now she has eternal life. Mary cradled Jesus as a mother. Jesus rocked her and provided her with John as he left to make sure that she was taken care of. You see what's happening here? Every time, listen, every time that you permit yourself to be where God wants you to be, amen. It's, what, it's the results of what God is going to do next. Mary cried and the pain of seeing her, her son, her son crucified, her son dying. Jesus rose to reveal now he's the savior of the world. Mary, this was not in vain. You are the woman. You're in the right place. And when you say, let it be, it happened. You went through and people were talking about you. You didn't have a, a you didn't go to the hospital. The son was born in a, in a feed trough. You went through all of these heartaches. He said, but you just wait till you get the glory. You just wait until you get on the other side, Mary. Because you have put yourself into my hands. And when you put yourself into my hands, when she said, let it be, and that's what we've been talking about um, at the board meeting and, and Sunday school, when we talk about faith, and bear with me those who have heard it. When you talk about faith, faith will take you into the unknown. Repeat that to me. Faith, faith. 
will take me to, through the unknown. I don't know how long it's going to get me, but here's where God wants me to go. He will take me through the unknown. He'll take me through some things that I say, Lord, this is impossible. I cannot bear it. But once you have finished the job, have kept the faith, once you have stood your ground, it will take you and reveal to you the indescribable. The same faith that have brought me through the unknown now reveals to me the indescribable. The indescribable God. The indescribable eternity. All that he has for me because I trusted him as my savior. And you mothers, God is saying, just like Mary, just say, let it be, Lord. There's some times you're going to be very frustrated. You're going to be very angry and everything else. But put it in the hands of the Lord. But oh, when you're finished and you get to the other end, you can't describe it. It's like a baby that's been in a womb. When that baby gets out, now the baby sees something that it has never seen before. From darkness to light. It tries to put everything in his mouth. I mean the baby is all over the place. You wait till you get to glory. You wait till you see our Savior. You wait till you stand before the great, the personal Lord. Then you understand that God knows what he's doing. When he has made you a woman. And when he has designated that you're the person. No other person can do that. They can't imitate you. And there will never be another one of you. So when we say happy Mother's Day, we're saying it because we love you. And if you don't, even if you don't believe me, believe God. Highly favored. Loved by God. And my prayer is that God will do this to your lives. Do not be discouraged now. You're not home yet. You're not home yet. Regardless of what our nation is doing, Regardless of what's happening inside the home, what's happening outside the home, what's happening to your own body, it's, it's not over yet. With that said, I want to pray for you mothers and you women's, women that God have created to pick up, uh, to, 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 to pick up the, uh, what they call it, the baton, to pick up the baton. When mother passed it on, you take it on. And how great it would be that what you know is because you learned it from mama. Let's bow in prayer. Father, how we thank you for this time with the saints of God and our time in your word. The snapshots out of scripture. The two snapshots, there are many more and all these other things and going to far deeper things, but just a brief snapshots of, of Eve and, and Lord of Sarah and then of Mary. Each one faced with different challenges. Each one, Lord, had to listen to you from different perspectives. But you said in between the two, you said to uh, Sarah, is anything too hard for God? And so, Lord, have them to be encouraged. May the thought of family and womanhood and motherhood always be elevated 
to the position that you have designed it so that we'll always glorify you. And may we as men highly respect it and that we guard our women, respect our women, pray for our women. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said. to have